what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to our New Year's edition of the Entrepreneur Exchange, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your small business or startup company more effectively. My name is Jeff Newville, your co-host, and I'm the director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is head of the business department at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, how are you doing? Doing great, Jeff. Looking forward to a great new year. Well, welcome to the new year. Uh, did you did you have a great uh, big New Year celebration? Relatively calm. Relatively Re- calm. I would, you know, you're you're a pretty calm guy. I would not expect you guys to to stay up. To did did you did you make it to midnight? We did make it to midnight. In fact, we actually went to a place where they have dinner and they uh, drop the balloons at eight o'clock. That was perfect <laughs> for our family. Well, I, I look forward to seeing you in Boca Raton sometime in your future uh, when you retire. That sounds great. Okay. Today's show, we're going to start with uh, some news and notes that have crossed our desk. And the main topic that we're going to be talking about today is social media and how you can use it to promote your small business. And then we'll finish up with our business of the month. So uh, glad that uh, you're here and can join us with that. So we're starting a new year. And the interesting article that I came across was trends that are going to be impacting small business in 2014, where the, and there was an article that listed them in Entrepreneur Magazine's December issue. And I sort of want to throw some of those out, Gary, and get your perspective on, on how uh, small businesses might take advantage of them and see them as opportunities. Uh, and, and there are some interesting things, and, and maybe there are some ideas out there for our audience so that if you're thinking about starting a business or promoting a business, uh, these, these might come in handy for you. So one, uh, one interesting trend, a broadening of the food culture, which is leading to more high-end cookbooks, which yeah, I guess we still have to eat. You know, we, we enjoy eating, and there's more and more of that. But it's interesting that the publishing industry is generally not doing that well, but apparently high-end cookbooks are doing well. Well, I think it's interesting, again, you look at the economy, the way things have gone the last few years, and whatever it is, the high-end seems to be doing extremely well, continues to do well, as well as the dollar stores and the Walmarts of the world. It's the middle market that's uh, been struggling. So I think high-end cookbooks, I would not have necessarily thought about that as a something that was thriving or could be thriving, but it makes sense with the overall trends. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think you're right, and that's uh, when, when companies are positioning themselves, that's something they should think about. Another trend, self-funding websites that now don't only you, you don't necessarily have to have a business idea, but they're allowing investments in people and in individuals. And there there are a couple of self funding websites. You know, I, I'm I have some familiarity with Kickstarter, uh, but there are a couple. One's called Upstart. One's called Pave that allow you to invest in uh, promote yourself, and people can invest in you. Just sort of an interesting way for folks to raise money. For I thought that was very interesting. I kind of familiar with Kickstarter and trying to get things going uh, a little bit easier for the entrepreneur and uh, these are some really interesting and uh, successes really where they invested in the people and uh, gave them an opportunity to to grow their business in a little more flexible financing situation i guess best way to say it 
Another trend, a little bit scary for me as a person that has some teenagers at home, but more and more young adults are living at home with their parents. Uh, 36% of millennials, and millennials are people that are that were born in the early 80s through the early 2000s, uh, are living at home. 36% of this group is living at home, which is the highest in the last 40 years. So scary fact for those of us that have teenagers and and we do look forward to we we enjoy them but we look forward to them actually living on their own at some point in time so that's a little scary this is an interesting and real life situation for me i have three millennials Uh, one is out on our own married and doing well and one is in high school and so but i have the middle child who is back home so if it's 30, 36%, you, you're, I, you're at 33%. 33% that's close. That's why I, I fit that mold perfectly. Okay. Next trend, uh, international hotspot, Brazil. Have the World Cup coming up in 2014, the Olympics in 2016. Uh, a lot of businesses interested in Brazil. So I don't know. Maybe if you're starting a small business and want to assist people in traveling to Brazil or you're an expert in Brazil and can help people set up business ventures. Could be could be an opportunity for you. I've heard a lot of great things about Brazil. It's a long way away, though. I've, you know, we did some business down there a handful of years ago, and it it was a long flight. I've, I've heard more about Rio de Janeiro and beaches, and then but I've heard great things about those beaches. So I, I hear that that uh, that's a draw. That can be a draw. Let's let's move on. <laughs> uh, Western trends in apparel based on country music crossover appeal in such success, successful TV shows as Nashville and Justified is is uh, becoming more popular. Western trends, Western apparel, clothing. Do you think that you and I will have cowboy hats this year? It's a real possibility. My family likes country. In fact, reading that part of the article, they talked about it. It's a people say it's a growing trend or revitalization of that trend, but. A lot of people were continuing to do it, and they're focusing on uh, continuing that trend and just kind of building off the momentum that's uh, started with the TV shows and certainly uh, all the uh, hit artists. I think this uh, this next trend is important for our uh, small business uh, uh, friends. E-commerce subscription services and recurring revenue models seem to be increasing and seem to be very successful. And I and uh, the, the article talked about anything from uh, regular shipments of uh, uh, different types of food, underwear, razors, cosmetics. Once you get somebody signed up to one of these models where you're delivering something on a monthly basis, that's a that's a pretty solid business model because you're going to have the revenue coming in each month. You get people locked in and uh, providing much more convenience. So there's some opportunities out there for really that. really makes sense. And you have that continuing revenue stream, as you said, and the opportunity with the captive audience, you're shipping them product, and hopefully they're going to enjoy it from uh, month to month. But then you can add special samples and try to have that add-on sale on top of it. Things uh, Next trend, uh, there's a trend uh, from uh, moving from craft brewing to craft distilling. There are more and more people getting into uh, distilling and fine spirits. Uh, so uh, so cheers cheers on that one. That's yeah. right. I saw that. Very interesting. I would have been even more focused if it was brewing for iced tea and Coca-Cola. Yeah, well, well, it's, uh, you know, maybe that's going to be a net, the, 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 next the next trend as well. You never really know. It's really interesting to see how people are building off of uh, that new excitement. Okay. Uh, another trend, 
More issues and concerns about malware and computer viruses getting into companies' networks because more and more companies are promoting or encouraging people to use their own device, their own iPad or or tablet or smartphone and bring it to work. And and that's resulting in more uh, potential of bad stuff getting into computer systems. So if, if that's something that you're working on, there might be a good business opportunity out there for you in 2014. Well, it's really interesting. Of course, I'd heard of BYOB before, and now that was BYOD, bring your own device to work. And it makes sense to be more efficient, but you've got to be careful. It can have a lot of negative ramifications if you're not careful. And, and, and the last trend that I wanted to mention, and, and that's as a way to transition to our, our main topic, is, is something that Entrepreneur Magazine calls the incredible shrinking content and talks about how companies are shifting from broad messages and advertising medium to trying to engage their customers with social media, with the smaller snippets of conversation and using personality and humor, and really trying to engage their customers, often through social media, which uh, I I found that to be useful and and something that our our small business listeners can, can take advantage of. Well, I think it's really important to understand that that's the way things are going from a technology standpoint and a marketing standpoint, that we need to keep up with what's going on out there so that we're abreast of and can stay current. And if you're not, you're going to get left behind, whether we're small, medium, or large business. We're talking about Taco Bell and some of the folks that have done some great work with that. That's a real skill that I think companies are going to have to either get assistance or develop because to get that message across in just a few uh, words or a few seconds, is, it's a challenge. I agree, and and, um, and I think some of the small businesses have probably led the way in that. You, you mentioned Taco Bell, which was mentioned in the in the article, but uh, I think a lot of small businesses have found that to be effective, and, and larger businesses are figuring it out too. But uh, let's we'll use that to bring our our guest in today, and our, our guest is Matt Rudisel who operates the Leadership Academy, which is a company that works with small businesses, primarily in North Carolina, to help them develop their media, social media strategies. So, Matt, welcome. How are you doing today? Hey, Jeff and Gary. How are you? Great to have you with us. I'm glad to be here. Matt, you, you work with the small businesses and folks that are thinking about starting businesses to help them understand what social media is and how it can be used to, to build their companies, promote their companies. What types of social media are most common for small businesses? And if, if someone's starting a business, how, how do they get started with it? How do you sort of work them into it? Because it can be a little bit overwhelming. It can be at first, but I think uh, once you kind of get the uh, nuts and bolts down, it's, it's rather simple. And it makes your life a lot easier, at least I think it does. Um, there's basically five major platforms I think every business should focus on. And those are Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and then some sort of uh, blogging site such as uh, Tumblr or maybe WordPress or Blogger. Um, And if a business can capitalize on these five uh, different platforms, then I think they can have a pretty good social media presence. There's hundreds of social media sites out there. There's, There's lots of sites for Um, just people who like certain types of movies or just people who like certain types of of, uh, shopping experiences or things like that. I mean, so there's tons of social media sites, but these five are the the big boys. Um, Right now, Facebook has um, 
a little over 1.15 billion people using their service right now. And I think um, Twitter and LinkedIn are, are right around 500 million. So um, there's a lot of people out there. And advertising and marketing today is is just basically the same as it used to be. We just have advanced tools to use. Uh, it's really no different than the way we used to market and advertise to people in our businesses. But now we just have easier platforms to use, and that's where social media really comes in. Uh, social media, real simple, is just basically turning our one-to-one monologues that we have with people into one-to-many. Um, these huge dialogues that we can share with one person that then get shared with multiple people. And that's where it gets really interesting because we can now advertise to hundreds or thousands or maybe even millions of people in just a few seconds. So it's really simple with social media. You just have to learn a few basics to begin with. So now now you mentioned five different uh, mediums or, or, or sites. I'm always confused with the terminology there, but... But if I'm starting a business, even five sounds a little bit overwhelming. Do you, if you're starting with somebody, is there a, instead of throwing all five at them as once, how, how do you how do you prioritize it, or is that going to be based on the company and and uh, what they're selling and who they're trying to reach? Well, Jeff, I've been teaching uh, businesses how to use social media since '08. So it, it seems like it's been a good while, but it yeah, has- it's funny. No one's been doing this for 20 years, have they, Matt? Well, the Internet, really- as we know it, has, uh, has been around for just less than 20 years. I okay. mean, the power of the Internet is just huge. And uh, I think the capabilities that we have with the Internet and with social media, we haven't seen those capabilities yet. I mean, I, th- I think there's so much more to go. And a lot of people question me sometimes and say, well, Facebook changes all the time, or I can't, I can't deal with all these changes. But the benefit is that those changes make our life easier. I think that right now when it comes to modes of communication, uh, traditional modes of communication, going to visit somebody, calling somebody on the telephone, even email, um, those have kind of shifted in my or you know my perspective a little bit. If I had to um, basically figure out or tell you what my favorite mode of communication was, it would be Facebook messaging. Uh, I would much rather receive a Facebook message because I can answer it a lot quicker. And then second on my list would probably be a text. And a lot of us now text with our, our cell phones, our smartphones that we have. Um, and then That's the I, way I communicate with my children. And I, I think we have to. We have to do what our customers or our kids, our families, whatever, what they want. And um, any business owner knows that you have to go to where your customers are because if you don't, you're not going to have any customers. And this is just where our customers are today. And I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, a few years back, I was, I was talking with a uh, business client, and uh, she was in her mid-20s. And she had just moved to this area, and she said that um, she was talking about some of the places she liked to shop. And her first comment was, if the store does not have a web presence, then I'm not going to shop there. And I thought, wow, that's, that's amazing. And then she went on to say, well, if the web presence they have, the social media presence they have does not look good, then I'm definitely not going to shop there because if they can't keep up with their web presence, what do you think their store looks like? 
I couldn't argue with her. I thought that that was a really good point. And it it made me start thinking about um, how businesses really should use social uh, media to market themselves. And, Jeff, you asked me the question a while ago, where do you start? Well, I would say start with Facebook. There's more people on Facebook. It's simple to use. Everybody's Facebook uh, profile looks basically the same. There's no surprises there. Um, but, but when you say start with Facebook, there's a difference between me using Facebook to put my uh, personal pictures on and, and whatnot versus a business Facebook page. Well, that's true, but that's where you start. You start on the personal side, and then you set up a business page. And when you set up the business page, it's very simple. A lot of people ask about privacy. The privacy on Facebook is top-notch. Somebody that comes to your business page is not going to be able to see your personal information um, unless you allow them to see it. So privacy is there. Start with that. You can build a business page that almost looks like a web page. You can direct people to other links, and this is what I teach in the social media series of classes that I teach. But um, you can link people to your Twitter accounts, your Pinterest pages, your blog if you have one, or even a a standard website if you have that. So Facebook has kind of got everything going right now. Um, It's a great tool. You can set up groups. You can invite people to events. Events on Facebook are are really, really neat because – if I'm having a, um, say I have a, a restaurant and I'm having a special that week, or if I'm having a, a band come in on Friday night, or uh, we were talking about New Year's celebrations a while ago, I mean, I, I could have um, advertised what Gary went to with the 8 o'clock uh, drop of the balloons. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different things that you can do with Facebook right now. That's where I would encourage a business to start. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, if you remember back a few months ago, one of our small business highlights was the young lady in Lexington who had started making clothes for young girls and boys and made it in a garage, and she started marketing it on Facebook, and it grew to a multimillion-dollar company. And that's what we also, um, what you guys mentioned a while ago with trends, and a lot of smaller businesses now, they have the same playing field as some of these bigger companies do. Now, bigger companies, of course, they have the money, and a lot of times they might hire a social media genius to come in and, and market their company. But now the brand-new um, upstart businesses basically have the same platform as the Coca-Colas and the Pepsis do. I mean, they're able to compete with the big boys basically um, through just word of mouth. Uh, look at any um, election that we have going on. Anytime we have an election, check out Facebook. It is bombarded with political ads because they know that's where the constituents are. And um, I think that um, Facebook just has so much power. We just don't even – we don't see it yet. Uh, We see it changing all the time, but we don't see the extreme power that we have to communicate with people. Let me jump over to to LinkedIn and just kind of give you an idea of the power of connection. LinkedIn kind of puts it out in black and white for you. You see it on your page. I don't use LinkedIn all the time like I use Facebook. But on LinkedIn, I have maybe, I don't know, 570 different connections. These are people that I've connected with because um, I know them personally or I know their business or I've worked with them as a client or something like that. Of those 570, 80 people, LinkedIn now tells me that it connects me to almost six and a half 
million people. Think about the marketing ability you would have to go out and when's the last time your business was able to market to six and a half million people in a matter of seconds? Never. This, this is just sort of a takeoff on the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but I, it's the same concept. I think that um, right now, I mean, we are connected to a lot of people. We just have to be able to find them. And that's where social media really comes into play. That's where it gets really interesting because now, because Jeff likes soccer, I may know, you know, have an end to, to his soccer groupies. I may have um, an end to, um, you know, Gary's friends over here at, at this other college. And that's where uh, social media gets kind of fun because once I engage, that was a big word that we talked about in, in trends. Once I engage with these people, I become real to them. And that's where it makes a difference. So, so help me understand on LinkedIn, because I'm, I'm also on LinkedIn. And I know there's a place where you can put updates out there about what you're doing, I guess, either from a personal or a business perspective. And now, does that reach just the people that you're connected to, or does that reach their connections as well? So, so how, do, how does that piece of it work? It, it's very similar to Facebook, where it's going um, mainly to your immediate connections. But there are um, places where some of those connections or their connections see them as well. And let, let me kind of just break down those top five for you a little bit. Facebook is the biggest and um, and will be for a long, long time, I think. Facebook works where a lot of people just post a lot of different things that are going on in their life. When it comes to businesses using Facebook, you can use it to promote your business. You um, can use it to do events, um, just basically anything that you really want. If I jump over to Twitter, Twitter is a short and sweet conversation, 140 characters or less, if you want to post something on Twitter, it needs to be kind of short. Twitter, I usually recommend specifically for maybe retailers or restaurants because it's something that they can say, hey, we've got a special today or um, you know, bring this in for a discount or whatever. When you jump over to LinkedIn, you see that LinkedIn is, is primarily a professional network. Now, um, we were talking about kids earlier, too. And what I'm seeing on LinkedIn is more high school students and more college students because they want a job. Yeah, and that's the, the best way. Students. That's right. That's the best way to um, to get that in the door uh, feeling. Um, LinkedIn is set up to um, basically connect you with CEOs and salespeople and presidents of companies. It's a great place to put a resume if you're looking for a job. It's a great place to put all your credentials if you're trying to connect with colleagues or um, maybe uh, do business with somebody. When we jump over to, um, oh, and one other thing on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is great with groups, uh, special interest groups. Uh, for example, if you want to build yachts, I just uh, consulted with a, a client who actually does a lot with boats. And there are yacht building groups on LinkedIn. You join these groups, you kind of get in the know. Sometimes if there's not a group, you start a group, you become the expert. People start asking you questions. And what better way to get business than to be the expert at what you do, right? Very good. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, 
Music to Community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. The next thing is Pinterest. Pinterest is one of the newer ones. Uh, Pinterest is probably the fastest growing uh, social media platform out there that I know of. Um, Pinterest right now is uh, pr- you know, primarily uh, females on Pinterest, but I think the, the male population on Pinterest is growing a lot. Why is that? Um, I'm not really sure. If you look at Pinterest, I think you, you, you might um, see a lot of things that, um, that have to do with cooking, baking, buying Clothes. Okay. So it's um, topics that they're it, it, I, covering. I think it's topics that um, traditionally in marketing, who who makes the most purchasing decisions? Females make mm-hmm. the most right. purchasing decisions. So I think that's what you're seeing a lot of on Pinterest right now. And, and more guys are getting involved because they want to meet these females? <laughs> that's funny. I think more guys are getting involved because they know that this is the best way to promote their business. Uh, oh, okay. Pinterest gotcha. is all about pictures and videos. I had a client tell me that pictures are sticky because they 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 stick in your in your mind. It's kind of like um, traditional marketing. We always wanted to do something that stayed in your mind. Right. I remember commercials from from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys do too. Um, that's what Pinterest helps with. When you throw pictures and videos out. It stays in people's minds, and they and they keep seeing those over and over. Um, look at any Facebook page right now, and you'll see videos that have been posted by probably no less than thirty different people, and they just keep coming up, and they they just have stayed in people's minds. Um, but Pinterest is a great tool for a business that has something they can show off. For example, travel companies. People love to go on vacation. People like to see things that are uh, pictures of vacation spots. Mm-hmm. Travel companies are great on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Home improvement companies. Lowe's and Home Depot, they probably have someone on staff that only does Pinterest work just because that is such a big business for them. Makes sense. Uh, people like to see things that we do in our backyards, you know, an outdoor kitchen. Or, see what it's going to look like or what it could look that's like. That's right. You know, a remodel that we've got. Um, I'll give you a great example. Um, I gave my daughter my phone the other day, and I said, well, just we're working on her room. Uh, we're trying to renovate her room in this new house. And uh, I said, just give me some ideas. Within five minutes, I had probably about 80 new pins. That's what they're called on Pinterest, the pins, on my page. And then all of a sudden, I get all these people that are liking these pins because she's got a little following on there, too. And I find that, um, you know, that's kind of neat because now I know exactly what she wants. Um, so I think Pinterest is the biggest up-and-coming uh, social media platform that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other things, too. Um, when we get into blogging, there's three platforms. There's Blogger, WordPress, and Tumblr. Uh, WordPress has changed around some of their um, their posting features, which makes it so simple to do. Uh, a blog is basically just an online diary, an online journal, and uh, it's a great way to set up a website for a business if you don't want to um, if you don't want to go the route of a full blown website. So um, there's a lot of neat tools there. Whatever you do, make sure you throw in some photos and videos because that's kind of the the six man, so to so to speak, on the basketball team. Um, you know, the photos and videos are what really make your 
conversation is a little more lively. Well, I like your word sticky. You know that 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 makes the impression and and it's going to be more memorable. It's going to stay with people. I think so. I think yeah, that you don't have to um, come up with what it's going to look like. You got a picture of what. That's it's right. You do. see it and you see the outcome and you know exactly um, exactly what it is. So, are are there any? When, when people are using social media with their business, are there any common mistakes that they are are likely to make or mistakes that you've seen out there before? I think the biggest mistake is a lot of people try to make it perfect, and that's just not a good way to focus on social media. You just have to do it. You know, you, you can't try to – that's, that's, that's sort of our philosophy behind this podcast. You know, it's probably won't be perfect. So we like that. idea. That's right. I mean, you just have to get in and do it. You have to interact. You have to engage with people because that's what they want. If somebody asks you a question, then you answer it. A, a big thing that comes up a lot is what if somebody complains about my business on Facebook? It gets mm. seen by a lot of people. And let's say I'm a, I'm a restaurant. If someone complains about my restaurant, they're going to do it anyway. They're either. I would much rather see it, and I would much rather know about it. So that's where Facebook really benefits me as a business owner. Um, if someone complains about my restaurant, then I get in and, and apologize. You know, I, and, say, I think that's try, a good point. You get, they're fearful of it, but that you have a chance to react. To you, it. you do, and you just as long as you react the right way, as you should as a business owner, then you know you can you can um, make a bad situation really really good. People are going to complain or people are going to promote your business. I would much rather know about either of those. And I'll give you a statistic. Um, Right now, 90% of us believe peer recommendations. That's the statistic. But only 14% of us believe things that we see in commercials and on on, here on the radio. That's powerful. And read in print. And uh, that number, I think, is going down, and the other number's rising. So what that means is that if I tell somebody about a restaurant they should go to, more than likely they're going to go. But if they leave one of my classes and hear it on the radio, they're going to tune it out. They're not going to focus on that. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I think that's where social media really comes in handy because – it's all about peer recommendations. When somebody says something, you know, we know them, we believe them. A lot of these sites have even gone as far as to, um, especially Facebook, if I want to look up, say, a restaurant. Now what I'm going to see on the restaurant is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type in restaurants in Hickory, North Carolina, and I'm going to see all these different restaurants. And I'm, it's going to start out, it's going to show a rating, you know, just you know how many stars they may get. It's going to show average price of food. It's going to show the, the hours, the direction to the place and a little bit about their business but then right below it on facebook now it's going to show my friends who like that restaurant so if i if i see a restaurant that has none of my friends that like it and then i see another restaurant that 20 of my friends like which one do you think i'll go to i I mean it's peer recommendations and i think that that's that's the power of social media how do you get people that are scared of social media and getting into it. Now, to, to get comfortable going into it. I know I've kind of talked around a little bit, but I can see some folks that really need to be doing it, but they don't know how to do it, so they don't. Well, I think they need to come to one of my classes. <laughs> and uh, I think that that's, uh, that's where they'll learn. 
about uh, I mean we talk about a lot of stuff like privacy settings and I think privacy is the is the bottom line with your question Gary I think that uh, people are so concerned today that somebody's going to get my information just yesterday I saw where um, Target had a you know 40, 40 million, million credit cards. breach and I, I guess it was last month sometime but I, I just saw it in the news but I thought that that was kind of interesting you know a big company like that has this breach well how does it affect me I'm not right. I'm not sure if it if it does it it may I'm not really positive you know how how does my information on social media really get out and affect what I do I don't know if anybody really cares so much about the information I put on social media mm-hmm. I mean I guess maybe if I was the president or or a <laughs> big time celebrity maybe maybe so but the privacy settings are really, really good. You can really lock down your profile if you want to, and it's simple. And people will still see you, and you'll still be able to communicate. Um, and when it comes to a business, um, it's a little more open, but that's what you want in business. You well, want everybody to be a customer. Well, I think I think your advice of not waiting to make it perfect is also uh, important in that if you're, if, it seems to me that if you're doing social media right, you really have to make a consistent effort. You can't uh, do it every other month. Uh, it's really something that you have to engage in and engage your customers in. And uh, You do have to be committed. You're right. It's like doing a website and then not doing anything yeah. about it. For and, and that's where it changes between personal and business. I think a business should basically post at least once or twice a day. Let's say once or once or twice a week at the minimum, and then some businesses may want to post once or twice a day. I mean, it depends on the business. It depends on what they do. But uh, you need to be consistent because if someone goes on your site and they see that you haven't posted anything in the last two years, they're going to assume that you're closed. And, and whether you are or not. Yeah. And if you're not closed, you're probably going to be soon because <laughs> nobody's going to shop there. Um, so I think that that's where you really need to – I mean, this is something that you have to do. You have to keep up on it. Um, you don't have to spend your entire day doing Facebook or social media work. You can spend probably 10 or 15 minutes a day and get all the social media uh, presence that you need. There's even tools out there where you can automate your post. So I can make all my posts on a Sunday evening, and they'll go out for the entire week if I want them to. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different tools and tricks there. Well, you, you have given us a really good foundation here, and I suspect we could uh, talk for a while longer, but we're going we're gonna to keep things moving along. But one thing I wanted to ask you, Matt, was you, you mentioned uh, seminars and, and things that you put on, and I know you work with some, some individual businesses. If somebody wants to find you, you know, what's, where, where can they go online and, and find you and, and more, learn more about what you do? Well, probably the easiest way is to uh, check out my website, which is mattrudisil.com, M-A-T-T-R-U-D-I-S-I-L-L.com. And uh, that's where a lot of my events, and uh, there's a link to my Facebook business page on there as well. Um, and that's where all of those will be housed. Oh, so you'll good. be able to see them there. Well, we very much appreciate you joining us today, and uh, you've given us some great information, and I suspect we're going to want you to come back and expound on that uh, in, in a future podcast as well. So thank you so we much. We have to. Thanks, thank Max. you. Got us excited. 
so uh, at the end of each of our podcasts, uh, Gary and I like to highlight what we call our small business of the month, and they're just businesses that we've come across and and uh, that we found interesting or unique, and uh, give them a little shout out. So, Gary, what do you have uh, to share with us this month? Thanks, Jeff. My small business of the month hits close to my sweet spot, my stomach. Okay. It's Meatball Shop, which is owned by Michael Chernow and Daniel Holzman, who opened their first store in February of 2010. They now have five stores in New York City, and they've been highlighted on several TV talk shows because of their successful niche marketing strategy and their focus on the customer. In fact, I've seen them on these TV shows. really got my interest. And of course, I love Meatball Sandwiches. They talk about having a single-focused food item concept. The restaurant rotates 60 types of meatballs through its menu with the diners customizing their orders. It's a guest-driven restaurant, not a chef-driven one, so they turn the menu over to their customer. In total, their shops have served more than 16,000 guests a week. None of the locations take reservations, and it can take up to two hours to get dinner. They talk about they love uh, running a successful restaurant. It's uh, very gratifying, but it's not as lucrative as they thought it would be in the beginning, but they're looking forward to the future. They're making money, but it's been a challenge. One of the things that they have uh, are four tips to guide entrepreneurs in thinking about their niche uh, enterprise is keep it simple and stick to it, get the word out, and tell the story with an experience, which in their case is good food, and then treat their staff like gold so that they're giving that good customer service. No, very good. That sounds... Uh Sounds like it's almost time for lunch, but uh, before we do that, uh, the the small business that I came across this month uh, is something that I will probably never use, and and I just found it to be sort of a a very interesting, unique type company. It's something that was developed by two entrepreneurs, Seth Froome and Sean Simon. They're from Baton Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they came up with a company called Yellow Jacket, which created a uh, smartphone case to protect your phone that is also a stun gun for personal protection. So, uh, interesting combination. It's an interesting combination. It's the they call it. It's you can find out more about it at www.yellowjacketcase.com, and they claim that they're the world's only stun gun smartphone case. Uh, it's uh, also a high-voltage stun gun that will also protect your phone. It's got two safety features that help prevent accidental discharge while being easily deployed in an instant. And it also has, houses a rechargeable battery that doubles the life of your phone. You know, and, and not many of us have this. I, I'm not sure that I need or want this. Actually, as I was thinking about it, I keep my cell phone in my pocket, and I can only have this. This uh, could be dangerous. Yeah, this this uh, concept of you know standing up and accidentally uh, hitting the safety and and tasering myself in in a sensitive area of my anatomy or something, which you know might make for a great YouTube video, but I'm not sure would be would be very good for me. But Jeff, I'm going to be a little bit worried if our next month podcast you bring one in case I get out of line. Well, I, 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 it's not very likely to happen. As I said, you can find out more about the the, uh, the stun gun protective phone case at www.yellowjacketcase.com. Uh, according to their website, not only can you buy them online, but they're also available at Academy Sports. So, yeah, just sort of an interesting, unique business that uh, 
you know, gosh, I don't think I would have thought of that one. So, uh, uh, but but if you're looking to provide protection to someone you love, uh, uh, something for you to think about. So there you go. So if you uh, if you have an idea for a small business of the month, you can email it to us at e the letter e word exchange e exchange at the mesh tv. And if we use your small business idea on our podcast, you will get the entrepreneur exchange. Uh, special prize pack, you know, which increases by value each month. We're putting more and more stuff that we get into this prize pack. So the next one, you know, it's I, I, I hesitate to put a value on it, Gary. It's exciting. It's very you, exciting. You keep adding things. It just makes it that much more valuable. I know. Well, we appreciate uh, the opportunity to do the podcast. We appreciate uh, Matt being here with us today. And, and Gary, we'll, we'll look forward to doing it again next month. Looking forward to it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.